I uh, failed to mention, I think, that it's the Feast of St. Margaret of Scotland uh, today, which is how the church requires us to say it. Uh, historically, uh, she comes to us in a fascinating time, and I'm going to try hard to be disciplined in telling you about it and not talk for an hour. Uh, the Viking invasions into Europe were like nothing anybody had ever seen. Europe was used to warfare. They were in a perpetual state of it since the collapse of the Western Roman Empire, but nobody was ready for these Vikings, these Northmen. Uh, their invasions were so ferocious. They were so much bigger and so much more advanced in warfare uh, that Europe never, Europe changed forever. Uh, in fact, Queen Elizabeth, uh, who just died, I think, last year, is a direct descendant of one of the original Viking conquerors. Um, what was primary was that they were clearly operating out of a totally different set of rules than Europeans were used to. Uh, in the past, uh, before the Vikings came, if there was warfare, well, you left the churches alone. Uh, people could hide in the churches. Well, the Vikings saw people hiding in churches and went, well, gosh, they're all in one spot. So they would board it up and burn it down. There was just no sense of rules that everybody was used to. And it took Europe about 200 years to figure it all out. In the midst of it, the church wasn't sure what to do. It's one of those times, and they're rare, where the church didn't kind of pretend to know exactly what to do. Instead, they added a petition. Do you know how on Good Friday we have those really long petitions, let us kneel, let us stand, you remember these? They added one that was from the terror and scourge of the Northmen, deliver us, O Lord. That was all they had. We didn't know what else to do. When you get to Scotland, uh, it was pretty bad there. Scotland had an ordered, structured society, and the Vikings just killed everybody in charge, and it descended into chaos. Well, St. Margaret of Scotland did the thing she knew how to do. She prayed, and she gave of herself. That's it. She didn't gather up an army and try to fight this. She didn't negotiate. She didn't... She just said, if you're hungry, I have food. If you've lost your home, I've got a big one. She poured out herself in caring for the victims of these wars and of this radical change. It's so ironic because just last week I was saying to dad, we were talking to one of my sisters who teaches in the public school, and she said the rules have changed so much I don't even know what to do anymore. And I think we all have found that. All the things that made our society work for so long, we've just decided, let's throw them out and not replace them with anything. And so there's a sense of rudderlessness, there's a sense of spiritual casualties on a level I've not seen in my lifetime. And we all go, what do we, what do, we do? And I don't know if you know this, the conservatives want you to be more conservative. That'll solve it. The liberals want you to be more liberal. That'll take care of that. And they're all wrong. There's Margaret calling to us from a thousand, almost well, a little more than a thousand years ago, and saying, pray and sacrifice. 
That will do more good than anything we can imagine. I would assume most of us can't name any of those great Viking conquerors who literally changed the gene pool of Europe. But we can remember Margaret, and we do remember her. And may the Eucharist we receive give us strength in the face of this chaos and spiritual violence to know that whatever else we think we might be called to do, I know two things we're called to do, to pray and to give of ourselves. Amen? Amen. Okay.